Hey guys, welcome back to the Road to Madness podcast. I'm Min Dong. I'm Matt Giglio. 36 days until March Madness begins. Yeah, approaching five weeks until the first four begins. Uh, the March Madness tournament, huh? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And uh, obviously, we're just very excited. We can't express that enough, definitely. But um, yeah, I mean, a pretty crazy past two days, I'd say. Not so many games played for the top 25 teams, but uh, and all of college basketball in general, I'd say. But um, it's pretty interesting news that we have to um, get to um, right here. Two two very interesting pieces of news. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just really excited for this episode. Obviously, uh, a lot of games coming up for this uh, next two days, Wednesday and Thursday, and then obviously a great weekend in store per usual. So uh, I'm just really excited for this episode today. Yeah, I am as well. Let's just kick things, uh, get things started with the breaking news. First off, Howard has opted out for the remainder of the 2020-2021 season. They were 1-4, haven't played a game since December 18th. And Howard, they've now joined between Cookman and Maryland Eastern Shore as MEAC teams who have opted out this year. Uh, very tough for them. As you know, they had five-star McCurr Maker. And he didn't really get to showcase his talents or, or anything like that. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, you might have remembered my bold take from the MEAC. I said my career maker was going to win uh, player of the year for this conference. Uh, unfortunately, that's not the case. And um, a very bold statement of, my, of mine, but uh, it is what it is. It's kind of my fault, kind of not. But regardless, uh, Howard wasn't looking the greatest this year. I mean, sure, they had Nodal Eastern and obviously McCurr Maker. So I thought this team would be relatively good in the MEAC. Uh, and I think I thought you did as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, they didn't really play that much games. Obviously, the last time they played was almost two months ago. So that just shows um, they haven't played at all. And um, a couple other teams up there, not in the MEAC specifically, but a couple of teams have been up there with, like, 50 days without a game or something like that. Crazy. So, uh I mean, that's just how this year is going to go, and we kind of expected that. So um, kind of surprising that they opted out already so, um, this late, I'd say. I would, be I, would have been, I would not have been surprised if they opted out in, like, January. But uh, regardless, that's how the season's going. So uh, not shocked at all. So, uh, yeah, just got to move forward with the MEAC and see what happens with that conference. Yeah, definitely just got to move forward with the MEAC. Obviously, a lot of interesting stuff has happened already. NC Central does not look like the front runner. Yeah, NCANT, they look like the front runner, huh? Yeah, it appears so. And uh, Florida A&M coming off two good wins against the former MEAC champs, NC Central, obviously. Uh, they played yesterday and they played on Monday, I believe, or Tuesday, I believe. But regardless, we'll now move forward to uh, the next piece of breaking news, which is pretty significant. And uh, if Little Rock's Marquise Nor Noel, he's actually decided to opt out of the season for the remainder of the season for 2020-2021. He was averaging 14 points a game four rebounds a game, six assists per game, and 15 games thus far. You might, you might recall last year he was a first-team all-sunbelt player, and Little Rock was just so dominant last year with him kind of as the front guy for that team. And uh, he will have one year, of eligibility, sorry, one year of eligibility remaining. This is a very huge loss here for Little Rock as they continue their sunbelt journey against Arkansas State. And, uh, yeah, just losing their top option here, not the best. Uh, for their season moving forward. This year, they have looked the greatest, I'd say. Uh, I believe they're maybe fourth in their they, – um, they're obviously some belt split up into two divisions. I believe they're, like, around fourth in their division. So, uh, any thoughts on uh, this loss here? Yeah, this is very interesting. He didn't play at halftime or in the first half of his last game. And all of a sudden, in the second half, you see him just, just chilling in the stands. So, pretty interesting here. Obviously, talented player. Um, 
Yeah, obviously shows last year, first year Sun Belt, and wherever he goes, he's from New York City. I think he's gonna go to St. John's. Yeah, I can definitely see that as a possibility. Um, his coach made some remarks saying he wasn't really bought in this year, or he just kind of quit on the team or something like that. But uh, I don't really know who to believe in this situation, so uh, I'm just gonna let let that figure itself out, and uh, we'll stay definitely not involved in that. But regardless, for Little Rock, huge loss here for no- Noel. Hopefully he goes somewhere good because I think he's a very talented player, like you said. So a high major uh, team could be getting a star here for next year. So I'm very excited to see where he might go. And obviously we'll keep you updated when he makes his decision. Yeah. Next up, daily recap. Obviously a lot of good wins. Number one, Gonzaga. They beat BYU. Gonzaga is running the table with East, obviously. Number four, Ohio State. In their first game as a top five team, they rolled as they beat Maryland, Ohio State, most quad one wins in the nation with 11. That is unbelievable. Number 11, Alabama, they bounced back in a very close win over South Alabama. Obviously, you love John Petty Jr. You label him as the X Factor, and he definitely showed uh, showed out yesterday. Number 13, Texas, your favorite program. Very close win over Kansas State. Andrew Jones continues to be clutch for uh, Texas. West Virginia, what a win over number seven, Texas Tech, in a very high-quality Big 12 game. Sean McNeil was a torch for them. And obviously the highlight of the game, Coach Chris Beard getting ejected. Number 19, Creighton, my national champions. Very convincing win over Georgetown. Christian Bishop anchored Creighton on both sides of the floor. What are your thoughts on these top 25 wins? Yeah, I mean, the first thing you're going to go to is the ejection. Uh, that was very, very interesting there. Uh, obviously, I believe at the time Texas Tech was down by six and there's like a minute left or something like that. And uh, yeah, Chris Beard went off on a call and uh, screaming and yelling at the refs. It was crazy. And then pretty much for a split second, he just goes over to Coach Huggins and just gives him a fist bump, like just casually. Then he just gets back to being angry and then he obviously gets the uh, technical, he gets thrown out of the game. But uh, all in all, that was pretty interesting. But uh, I've never seen Chris Beard explode like that. Definitely seen him explode before on his players and his team, but never, never to the refs like that. So very interesting there, but uh, very good one for West Virginia in that one. And all in all, pretty much expected from the uh, expected wins. Some very close ones, though, like number 11, Alabama, and number 13, Texas. Uh, those two games were very close in particular. And uh, all in all, I mean, for these past two days, like I said earlier, not too many top 25 teams played, but uh, they definitely got the results needed, or for most of them at least. So, uh, yeah, just good stuff for them as they continue to move on with their season. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you forgot to mention Chris, Chris Beard. He actually sat down and gave himself a tea, and that's what they ejected him. That was, the, that was the funniest part of that that little incident. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. It just blow, blew over my head, but uh, I definitely remember that. He just sit, sat down on the court, and, yeah, I vividly remember that as well. So, obviously, with these wins and the uh, ejection, we'll now go to the upsets, and uh, you could say Chris Beard could fall into this upset category himself. Uh, not obviously in the terms of an upset, but he was upset about the calls. But regardless, uh, the two upsets we have, one is ranked, one is not. Number 23, Oklahoma State loses a quote-unquote upset game to Kansas. Must see win for Kansas as they stay afloat in the Big 12 rankings, and I'd say maybe around the top 25 as well. And finally, this one's not a ranked team, but the team of the week this week, St. John's. They get upset by Butler and OT. I'm calling that an upset because St. John's has been on a roll, and they are the team of the week we had this past week. They're up 16 at halftime, and something just collapsed. As Butler hit a big shot, sent it to OT, and they eventually won this game, I believe, by three. 
But, uh, yeah, it snapped St. John's six-game win streak. This is a very bad loss for uh, St. John's, and this definitely hurts their tournament hopes because we thought this team was definitely the red-hot team, and they had a good chance to make it to the tournament. They're in the bubble for sure. But uh, this loss here definitely hurts their chances. So uh, any, any thoughts about these two games right here? Yeah, Kansas looks really good in that game against Oklahoma State. Um, controlled the pace the whole 40 minutes. And for St. John's, that, that, was, that should have been a win. Obviously, they were up 16 at the end of the first, but also they were, they were up two with, with six seconds left. It was their ball. They were inbounding. And just a bad inbounds pass results in an out-of-bounds. And then they forced into overtime, and they went from there. I guess that's just what happens when, when you play the way St. John's plays. Yeah, definitely. So I uh, hope hope they can bounce back because uh, we like we like them on this podcast. We like what they've been doing. So uh, and obviously they beat Villanova. So uh, gotta give them some credit. So hopefully they can bounce back and maybe still have a chance to make it to the tournament. But uh, with this loss here, chances definitely hurt in my opinion, and you probably agree with that as well. So we now go forward to the best performances. We got uh, three guys in mind. First guy coming from uh, Monday, we got uh, Cameron Cunningham from Mississippi Valley State. 34 points, five rebounds, four assists, and uh, this is a pretty special one because this is Mississippi Valley State's first win of the season as they beat Alabama State. So uh, congratulations to Mississippi Valley State, first one of the season, defeated no more. So shout out to them and obviously Cameron Cunningham leading that charge there. And next guy, we got Cormac Ryan, Notre Dame, 28 points, two rebounds, and a win over Duke. Uh, yeah, I mean, Notre Dame came into, um, obviously, Duke and uh, – I'm just Cameron Indoor. I was blanking on the name right there. I don't know how I was blanking on the name. But, uh, yeah, they came in there and beat Duke. So, uh, Duke, I believe they're now 10th in the uh, ACC. So, uh, something very interesting about Duke right there. But shout out to Notre Dame for getting this one done. And finally, RJ Nemhard from TCU, 20 points, six rebounds, seven assists, and a very close win over Iowa State. Any thoughts on these three guys right here? Yeah, these three guys played amazing, and all three games were exciting as well. Yeah, couldn't agree with you more. So, now we got best game. Obviously, not too many games to pick from, but we got a couple in mind. You already mentioned one, so you want to get right to that? Yeah, I'll just stay with the St. John's Butler. Obviously, I kind of explained what happened. Uh, just a, a bad inbounds play resulting in an overtime. St. John's lost it from there. Hopefully, they can bounce back. They have a lot of other good opportunities, like another another uh, one against Villanova real soon. So, yeah, hopefully St. John's will, will turn it back around and bounce back. Yeah, I definitely hope so. So uh, my best game coming from the SoCon. I feel like usually my best games are coming from the SoCon as of late. I don't know why, but that's just an ongoing theme. I got uh, Mercer versus Sanford in this one. This game happened on Monday when the double OT. Uh, yeah, it was pretty much even and even. And uh, obviously Sanford has been pretty close in all their games, and they're not really too good in records of uh, SoCon play. Mercer, they're around the middle of the pack towards top half of the pack, but uh, – very close game, went into double overtime. Mercer did manage to get a five-point win, so uh, shout-out to them. But it was a very close game all in all, so got to give Sanford their credit because they've kept uh, it very close with some of these high major – and sorry, not high major, but very good SOCON teams. And uh, some of these SOCON teams are very talented and very good mid-major programs. So uh, shout-out to Sanford, but uh, Mercer obviously getting it done. So uh, they're keeping their SOCON hopes alive. But uh, so obviously top-heavy SOCON is very talented and very competitive. So it could be anyone's conference, but Mercer definitely has a chance with this double OT win right here. Yeah, definitely. Stay tuned for the SoCon tournament. That must be one of the more competitive tournaments in college basketball. Yeah, definitely agree with you there. So obviously now we'll get to the upcoming slate. Some pretty good games today, I'd say. And uh, tomorrow's got a pretty couple good ones as well. 
obviously until we get to Friday and the weekend slate. But, uh, yeah, I mean, today a lot of very good high major games, I'd say. So uh, let's just get right into it. And the first one uh, is coming from the Big East. I believe this is happening at 430 today. Uh, UConn takes on Providence, a pretty uh, top-heavy Big East matchup. Obviously, UConn, I believe, still around the top four. Providence dropped a couple spots, obviously, with a couple of losses this past week. Who do you have winning this Big East matchup right here? Yeah, very important game for both of them. Um, I got Providence winning this one at home. Obviously, UConn, I don't think they're without uh, Book Knight today still. And, yeah, for UConn, they, they, they got to win this game. If they lose, then they're in the bubble. Yeah, definitely agree with you there. Uh, Big Knight's not playing for UConn, I'm pretty sure. I believe he comes back next week. So when he comes back, they'll definitely be a better team. And uh, Providence still without Andrew Bynum. Uh, he should be coming back pretty soon. So uh, I'm picking Providence still winning this game. The Nate Watson-David Duke duo has definitely been – keep Providence alive in the bubble, I'd say. So uh, they got to keep that rolling for them. And they almost beat St. John's this weekend as well. It was a very close game. I believe it was a four- or five-point game. St. John's did win, though, obviously, this past weekend. But uh, Providence is still a pretty good team. So I'm going Providence winning this one right here. Mm -hmm. And an early matchup in the West Coast, San Fran versus Pepperdine. I believe we covered this one yesterday, uh, last episode, but it got moved to today. So who you have in this one? Yeah, you're definitely right. This one did get moved. It was supposed to play yesterday, uh, but I'm, st I'm keeping the same result. I'm going Pepperdine still winning this game. They've been rolling, so I've uh, got to give them the nod, but I think it should be a very good game for the West Coast Conference. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I'm, I'm still rolling with Pepperdine here. And going now to the American, uh, we got Tulane taking on Tulsa. Uh, you know Tulsa is one of the favorites for the American right now. Still atop of the uh, conference, well, near the top. And Tulane, Still towards the bottom, but they've got some pretty good upset wins as of late. Who do you want in this American matchup right here? Yeah, two teams. I love chilling in their zone defense. Um, I, I'm expecting a very low scoring game, but I believe Tulsa will score a lot more than Tulane. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. Uh, King of Zones, Ron Hunter takes on the other King of Zones in uh, Tulsa. Should be a very good game, though. I'm going with Tulsa. I definitely agree with you there. They definitely score a lot more points, and that's why they will win this very low scoring game. Yeah, and the rematch of the, the, the one of the best so-called matchups, UNC Greensboro versus Fort Furman. Two, two days ago, they faced off. Furman won pretty convincingly by 17. Who do you have in the second matchup? Yeah, Furman, uh, I'd say I say that's a blowout. They blew out UNC Greensboro at home. But this time, it's UNC Greensboro playing at home. Should be a very good matchup once again. Uh, both these teams are uh, second and third, I believe, now in the SoCon. I believe Wofford is actually in first now. So uh, it should be a very good matchup, but I'm still going to Greensboro, getting their revenge, and technically a 1-1, uh, obviously. And, you know, I love the 1-1s, but uh, I have to say, the 2-0s kind of did me well this, these past couple of days. But uh, still, I'm going back to my uh, back to my roots and the 1-1, so I'm going to UNC Greensboro, winning the second of two. Yeah, I'm going with UNC Greensboro as well. They're playing at home. I feel like Coach West Miller will make the proper adjustments. Definitely. And we now go to the Big Ten as Indiana coming off a very good win against Iowa. Takes on Northwestern, obviously coming off a close loss to, I believe, Rutgers is who they played the last time out. But uh, who do you got winning this Big Ten matchup right here? I got Indiana here, obviously. The Northwestern train is, is long gone. Um, but I won't be surprised if they win this game. They're actually overdue for a win, in my opinion. No, I definitely agree with you there. Uh, they've been pretty close in their past couple games, and I'm very surprised about that. But uh, regardless, I think Indiana is definitely the better team in this scenario. So uh, the, the train is definitely long gone for Northwestern. So I'm going to Indiana, who's been a little bit hot as of late and coming off a huge upset win this weekend. Uh -huh. Next up, number eight, Houston is finally back to playing a Division One team. They'll be playing South Florida in a conference matchup. Who do you have in this one? 
Yeah, I mean, Houston, obviously, uh, pretty, pretty easy win to get back, uh, get back their mojo, I guess. Obviously, the Stars and the Stars and by uh, reserves, I mean, the reserves played this game, but still, uh, I'm going on uh, Houston still winning this game. I think it should be a very close game. I think South Florida is a very good team. They haven't really showed they're a pretty good team that, so far this year, but I think they are very talented. So I'm going Houston still win this game, but I would not be surprised if this one is pretty close. Yeah, I'm going Houston as well. I believe the starters are are rejuvenated, they're refreshed, and they're ready to go. Yeah, I mean, I'd hope so because they haven't played in about a week now. But uh, we now go to the ACC. Number nine, Virginia takes on Georgia Tech. I think this should be a very good game. And surprisingly, I, I, I believe we picked this as the game of the day. Uh, we, we might have had another one in mind, but we had to go to the ACC for once in a while. So who do you got winning this ACC matchup right here? Yeah, it can be Georgia Tech here. They showed a lot of heart in their last win against Notre Dame. I think that's going to translate to this this game in Virginia. And Michael DeVoe, he's a, he's a bad man. Yeah, I mean, I think this should be a very good game. Uh, I'd say it's going to be relatively high scoring, but you know Virginia, their defense is just phenomenal. So uh, Virginia will definitely keep Georgia Tech to a relatively low score, but Virginia just has to make more shots than them and more points. And I think that will be the case today. So I am going Virginia winning this game. But uh, like you said, I would not be surprised if Georgia Tech kept this game very close and maybe even stole one once again. Mm-hmm. And the number 14 and the number 15 teams in the ACC faced off, that would be Wake Forest versus our hometown team, BC. Who do you have getting a very important conference win here for, for seeding purposes? Yeah, seeding purposes indeed. Uh, it's pretty much all they're fighting for now. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to go with Wake Forest, unfortunately. Uh, still don't know if BC is with their guys still. I believe they had four scholarship guys and who they play. NC State is who they played last, I think. But regardless, uh, yeah, BC is not looking too great. Wake Forest has kept a couple of games very close. So uh, for that reason, I'm going Wake Forest. But uh, you never know. If BC has the guys playing, they could make some noise. But if not, this team could definitely get blown out like they did uh, their last time out. Yeah, give me the hometown team. Give me BC. Um, they actually played with five scholarship guys. All five started. And, yeah, they were down like 30 at half. And they caught up in the second half. Uh, the bench did not look good, though. Well, what do you really expect? It's, it's, it's walk-ons. But, yeah, give me BC here. Yeah, go BC. Yeah, man, I'm very surprised you still have some faith in the hometown team. Uh, my, my faith is definitely little to none as of now, but who knows if they win this game. Maybe I'll give them a little bit more faith and hope to pick them once again. But we'll now go to the American once again. Wichita State takes on UCF. Obviously, Wichita State's been pretty hot as of late. UCF, can't really say the same about them. Should be a very good matchup, though, in my opinion. We do have one of this American matchup right here. Yeah, give me Wichita State here. They're slowly making their way into the bubble. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm going to pick them as well. And they need to get these uh, wins. This is probably a must win for them. I, w- I wouldn't say necessarily a must win, but they need to get some wins like these under their belt if they want to have a chance to stay in the bubble and maybe make it to the tournament. Mm-hmm. Next up, Chattanooga coming off their win against East Tennessee State. They'll be facing Wofford, the second-place team in the SoCon. Who do you have in this one? Yeah, give me Wofford, man. Uh, they've been very, very impressive, I have to say. Uh, you did pick them as your SoCon dark horse, so it's definitely panning out very well for you. Soren Murphy's been a beast for this Wofford team, so give me Wofford winning this one. Should should be a very good game. You know Chad News keeps keep these games very close, but uh, uh, like I said before, the David Jean Baptiste effect, it's hurting them. So I'm going Wofford. i sure they did beat East Tennessee State. The effect kind of wasn't in play for that one, but it will be in play for tonight. So give me Wofford winning this one right here. Yeah. Give me Wofford here as well. 
And we now go to East Tennessee State, who we just talked about. They take on my SoCon Dark Horse, the Citadel. Uh, it should be a very high-scoring game, per usual, in the SoCon. What do you have one of this matchup right here? Yeah, per usual in any Citadel game, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I think East Tennessee State will get, will get enough stops to, start, uh, to win this game. Yeah, I mean, I think this will be a very high-scoring game, definitely. I mean, it's the Citadel. They always score at least around 90 points every single night they play. But regardless, I'm going East Tennessee State. They're definitely the more talented team and they're probably the favorites to win this game. You know I love picking my dark horses, but uh, unfortunately today I'm going to have to go with East Tennessee State. But uh, you never know. The Citadel could definitely make some noise and upset this game here. But I'm going East Tennessee State just to, just to be safe with it. Mm-hmm. Next up. Possibly the game of the day as well. Number 25, Rutgers. They'll be facing number 15, Iowa. Rutgers obviously trending up. Iowa obviously trending down. Who do you have in this? Uh, a very important Big Ten matchup. Yeah, this is pretty important for both teams, I'd say. Uh, Iowa's, like you said, slipping towards the top of the Big Ten race. And uh, Rutgers, they're, they're catching up there, but they've still had a lot of very tough losses for their uh, so far in their season. I'm still going to pick Iowa. I know this game is being played at Iowa, so that definitely has an impact on it. If this game was being played at Rutgers, I might have changed my vote here. But Iowa, definitely too talented to lose two games in a row. So, uh, yeah, give me Iowa. This is a must-need win for them. If they lose this game somehow, I, I definitely think it's possible. But if they lose this game, uh, this team might be dropping a, a ton more spots in the AP poll. So watch out because this game could definitely have some implications on those ranks. Mm-hmm. I was sixth in the in the Big Ten standings, and Rutgers is seventh. Nonetheless, I got I got the home team in Iowa winning this one. Yeah, and we now go to the SEC. Uh, Georgia takes on number twelve Tennessee. Uh, both these teams have been, I'd say, maybe trending up in the right direction. I know, obviously, you're the Georgia hater on this podcast, and it's it's just a very tough scenario for you because Tennessee's a favorite team, and Georgia is the team you do not like very much. So what do you have winning this matchup right there? Yeah, obviously, I got to go with, with Tennessee. Yeah, I'm picking Tennessee as well, but let's be honest, I would not be surprised if Georgia maybe made some noise and pulled off an upset. I think Tennessee coming off a good win against Kentucky, definitely a high for them, but uh, they got to keep them – they got to maintain this uh, good streak because I've definitely seen it last week with Ole Miss upsetting Tennessee. So I would not be surprised if an upset was coming soon for Tennessee once again. But I think tonight will not be the night, so I'm going Tennessee as well. Mm-hmm. Number five, Villanova. They'll be facing a trap game in in, in the inconsistent Marquette team. Who do you have in this one? Yeah, I mean, I think I picked the more consistent team in this case, and that is Villanova. Uh, it's a very close game against Georgetown this weekend. Uh, like we talked about it plenty of times before, but uh, Marquette could definitely keep this game very close for all in all. But you just know how inconsistent they are, so I just can't pick them to upset this game. So for that reason, I'm going Villanova. But like I said, if Marquette's very consistent and they're playing very well, they could definitely have a chance to upset Villanova once again. But I think Villanova is definitely more consistent, so I got to pick the more consistent team in this case. Yeah, 100% agree with you. I got to go with Villanova here. But Marquette, they can, they can win at any time. Definitely. And we now go to the SEC as uh, two teams trending up right now. Number 10, Missouri and Ole Miss. Uh, like you said, both these teams definitely trending up. Should be a very good game. Who do you have in this one? Yeah, as much as I, uh, I want to pick Ole Miss here, I got to go with Missouri. They've been trending way up. Uh, and, yeah, they're, they're, they're veteran. They have a lot of veterans. They're experienced. And, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think this should, I think this will be a very close game, believe it or not. But uh, I think Missouri, like you said, the more veteran team, and they're just trending up a lot more, I think, than Ole Miss is. So, uh, yeah, give me Missouri winning this game. Uh, obviously, coming off a good win against Alabama, definitely got to give them their respect. But uh, number 10, 
We still don't really agree with it, but uh, we'll see what happens this week. Uh, they got to prove their worth. So uh, this should be a very good game for them and a very good contest. So I'm going, I'm going Missouri winning this game, but I would not be surprised if Ole Miss maybe came in and pulled off a huge upset. Definitely. Next up, the first 8-10 matchup of today, URI versus St. Louis. Very important matchup. Who do you have in this one? Yeah, give me St. Louis still. Uh, finally getting their groove back, which we definitely thought they needed, and they finally got it back. Uh, they're trending up in the right direction now, I'd say. Rhode Island, uh, they've been up and down all season, I'd say. So uh, I'm picking St. Louis. Uh, they need to bounce back in the right direction if they want to have a chance to get that auto bid because, let's be honest, a 10s looking very slow, and it doesn't look like uh, it'll be a two-bid conference anymore. But you never know. There's still a chance, definitely. And uh, speaking of A-10, uh, the standings are just insane right now. Uh, I believe there's like four teams within a half a game of each other for the top. And obviously St. Bonnie's is still in the first place. But uh, I believe there's like three teams right behind them that are a half a game behind. And I believe it's like um, UMass. I believe it's Davidson. And I believe it's VCU off the top of my head. But uh, regardless, it's a very close race. But still – Getting back on track, I'm picking St. Louis. Yeah, you're you're right about those four teams. And, yeah, I'm picking St. Louis as well. Very winnable game. They need this win to stay in the conversation for an at-large bid. Yeah, definitely. And we now go to the SEC once again. LSU takes on Mississippi State. Uh, Blue Mississippi State coming off a win in their last one out. Uh, I haven't seen LSU play in a while, it feels, but uh, I don't really know what their situation is. But who do you have one of this SEC matchup right here? Yeah, I don't really know how to feel about both these teams. I think these teams are, are really just average, but I think LSU's offense will, will carry this game. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I think this will be a very close game, and I for some reason I think this won't be as high scoring as we think. I just don't know why, but I just feel that today. I don't know why. But regardless, I'm picking uh, LSU still. Uh, I was very close to picking Mississippi State, but I just could not pick against LSU's high-powered offense. So it uh, should be a very good game, though, but I'm still going LSU pulling off this win right here. Yeah, and last game of today, number 21, Wisconsin. No longer your national champions. They'll be facing Nebraska. Do you have Wisconsin finally bouncing back? I mean, it should be a given. Uh, obviously, they're playing Nebraska. Uh, no, no disrespect to Nebraska, but uh, they're not looking too great right now. Wisconsin needs to get this win. If not, um, they don't deserve to have a number next to their name. So give me Wisconsin winning this one, hopefully. I, st I still believe, but uh, – National champs, I can't give them the title right now until they prove me otherwise. Yeah, I got to go with Wisconsin here. But I believe it will be a very close game. Wisconsin, you know, they haven't won in a while. It's, there's, there's a lot of pressure on their backs. Definitely. And that's all we got for today's slate as we now move into Thursday. Some pretty good matchups here once again. Not as many as today, but uh, still some pretty high-quality ones. So we'll start with the American as ECU takes on Temple. Should be a very good game. Obviously, ECU, uh, they sure, they, they rode off the win against Houston, but obviously coming off a loss this weekend. Uh, takes on Temple, pretty solid, but it has a couple losses under their belt as well. What do you have in this American matchup right here? Yeah, two very competitive teams in American. I think uh, ECU will squeak this one out. Yeah, I'm picking ECU as well. I think it should be a very close game, though. Don't sleep on Temple, but I think ECU is a little bit more talented. So for that reason, I'm going ECU as well. Mm -hmm. And once again, we're back into Big Ten play. Number 24, Purdue. They'll be taking on Minnesota. Minnesota coming off a win against Nebraska, obviously. I don't know who Purdue beat that they beat. Penn. I believe. Yeah, I believe they played Penn State, but yeah. I, don't, I don't really remember. It's just yeah. oh, Big Ten. You, you can't remember a lot of stuff from that conference. Yeah, nonetheless, who do you have in this one? 
Yeah, I mean, this should be a very good game. Uh, I believe these two teams already played before, and I believe Purdue won the first of two. But uh, this second matchup, I think th- some, things, some, sorry, some things will change. So I'll go Minnesota pulling off an upset here. I definitely think they're destined for an upset relatively soon. Sure, their Big Ten conference record doesn't really show that they're very talented, but I think they are still very talented. So uh, this team was ranked for a while, keep in mind. So uh, give me Minnesota pulling off the quote-unquote upset. I think these teams are too – these two teams are very talented, so it should be a very good game to watch. But Minnesota, for some reason, just rings a bell for me. So give me the upset with Minnesota. Yeah, give me Purdue here. I would really call this an upset, in my opinion. Minnesota's playing at home, and it's a Big Ten uh, game, obviously. But, yeah, I'm going with the Purdue sweep here. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't call it an upset either. I just I usually put quote-unquote upset, but, uh, you know, it's Big Ten. Not, not really upsets on any given day, unless, like, Northwestern just shocks the world and beats like Michigan or something like that. Definitely not out of the realm of possibility, but uh, probably not this year will happen, but no respect to Northwestern, obviously. So now go to the Pac-12 for the, I believe this is the first time today we've gone to the Pac-12 as uh, Utah takes on Cal. Pretty good matchup here, but who do you have one in this one? Yeah, uh, I got Utah in this one. Cal has not looked that good. So yeah, I'm going with Utah. Yeah, I'm going Utah as well. Uh, a couple of very good wins for them these past couple of weeks, and uh, can't sleep on my boy Timmy Allen. Utah's my dark horse for the Pac-12. Uh, sure, hasn't really lived up to the expectation, but still pretty solid. So give me Utah winning this one, and uh, should be a very good game. But I think Utah is definitely more talented. Mm-hmm. And a trap game for Kansas, obviously coming off that that win over Oklahoma State. Iowa State will be will be coming to Kansas. Who do you have in this this one? Yeah, still picking Kansas. Uh, I honestly would not be surprised if this game's relatively close. Iowa State is definitely due for a win sometime soon. They got their guys back. They're at full strength. They almost beat TCU uh, a couple nights ago. So uh, they're definitely due for an upset uh, An upset sometime soon. I think it will be coming, but I don't think tomorrow will be the day. Still going Kansas, playing at home. Should not be a contest, but you never know. Iowa State can keep this game very close in my opinion. Yeah, definitely agree with you. I got Kansas here, but any game against Iowa State, any game against Kansas State, it's a trap game. Definitely. And we now go to the Pac-12 again. Uh, pretty high-quality matchup as Colorado takes on Stanford. Uh, as some of you may know, Colorado 26 right now in the AP poll. Uh, will they get this win to stay around there and maybe even squeak into the top 25 next week? Or do you have Stanford ruin those chances tomorrow? Yeah, I think Stanford will ruin those chances. They're playing at home. They finally have – all their starters back. They're finally full strength. I think Stanford's ready to go. Yeah, I think it should be a very close game. Uh, for some reason, I'm picking Colorado, still getting this one done. I uh, can't sleep on McKinley Wright. He's been phenomenal so far, and uh, I believe Colorado will just get this done. I know Stanford's coming back for full strength, but uh, they haven't played in a while, so chemistry issues might be a problem there to start. But uh, second half could be a different story for Stanford. But regardless, I'm picking Colorado. should be a very fun game to watch, though, so I'm very excited. Uh-huh. Next up, Cincy versus Memphis. Uh, who do you have in this one? Yeah, Memphis, I think, has been rolling as of late. They're pretty hot, and they're still towards the top of the American Conference thus far. Cincy, they've, they've started to get it going, but I don't think they're just yet there just yet. So for that reason, I'm picking Memphis. Uh, I think it should be a pretty close game, but I think Memphis is definitely the better team uh, in this particular point in the season right now. So give me Memphis winning this one. Cincy, I don't know what their deal is, but uh, hopefully they can bounce back because we thought this team would be very good. Not really live up to their expectations. Yeah, uh, I'm picking Cincy here nonetheless. They're 2-0 since they're, they're, they come out of quarantine. So, yeah, I got to go with Cincy here. Yeah, I, I could definitely see it happening. Hopefully they can turn their season around. It seems like they have already in two games, but you never know. There's a lot more games left to be played. So now I'll go back to the Pac-12. 
Oregon State takes on Arizona. Should be a relatively good game. Both these teams are doing pretty well so far this year. What do you have winning this game? Yeah, I got Arizona winning this one. Um, I feel like they're the safer play than Oregon State. Yeah, uh, Oregon State uh, had some very good wins so far this season. Had some blowout losses. I believe the last time they played, they got blown out by – I believe they could have played Colorado, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, Arizona definitely the more consistent team. So, yeah, I'm agreeing with you here. Give me Arizona. Yeah, and next up, Oregon. They take on Arizona State. Very important game. Uh, who do you have in this one? Yeah, I mean, I guess the uh, it's the Arizona-Oregon crosstown rivals, I guess. Obviously, Arizona playing Oregon State, Oregon playing Arizona State. Uh, don't get it confused, but I'm going Oregon. I got to trust my Oregon Ducks. Uh, they've, they've, got, they've got a couple guys back, so uh, they're looking a little bit better, I'd say. And obviously, my boy Will Richardson's here. So uh, he's had some pretty good games. Obviously, not shooting the ball too particularly too well, but uh, we'll get it going soon. So give me Oregon. Don't sleep. Uh, they're coming back. Just watch. So I'm very excited. So uh, I think Oregon will win this game. Yeah, don't sleep on Arizona State either. They're, they're probably the, the most talented non-tournament team as of right now. Would you, would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I could definitely say so. And you might, you might put Western Kentucky in that, in that uh, bubble as well because obviously they're not in the tournament as of right now. Uh -huh. But uh, I definitely agree with you. Yeah, they're one of the most uh, talented non-tournament teams in the nation. And obviously, Arizona State, they're now one of those trap games. I think, I think Oregon's going to fall. Yeah, I could definitely see that happening. Should be a very good game, though. I'm very excited to watch that one as well. So I'll now go to the High Valley Conference as uh, the number one and number two teams face off. Obviously, Belmont, I believe they're now 20-1 and one on the season. And Eastern Kentucky, I believe, is now 16-4 and four or something like that. Should be a very good game, though. I'm very excited to watch this one as the one or two teams battle it out. Who do you got winning this high-quality Ohio Valley Conference matchup? Yeah, I got Belmont in this one. Obviously, Eastern Kentucky, they, they want to play fast. They're one of the top teams in forcing turnovers, but I think Belmont's offense is just so electric. They're going to drop 100-plus in this game. Yeah, very bold statement. I'm, I'm definitely agreeing you there with Belmont getting this one done. I think this will be, unfortunately, I think this will be a one-sided game. Obviously, I believe these two teams play again, uh, I believe within the next couple of weeks, maybe a couple of days. I'm not really sure how their schedule has worked. But, uh, yeah, I think Belmont will definitely win the first one. Second one comes around. I might have a different situation, or it might be a little bit closer game for me. But I got Belmont in a blowout, I'd say. But, uh, yeah, they've just been rolling, so i got to pick them. Obviously, 21 for a reason. They might, need, they might get a number next to their name relatively soon if they can keep it up. So uh, don't sleep on Belmont. They're looking pretty good. Mm -hmm. Next up, USC, newly ranked USC, number 20. They'll be going to Washington in a, in a trap game, obviously. Uh, who do you have in this one? Yeah, trap game indeed. You know, uh, Washington definitely a sleeper. Uh, but USC is definitely very talented. So picking USC, winning this one. Obviously, I picked on beating UCLA this weekend. Definitely. Uh, Made me very excited that they won that game. So I'm, I continue to roll. Should be a very good game, but I think USC is definitely a lot more talented. So give me USC winning this one as they keep their number next to their name. Mm -hmm. Give me USC as well. I don't think anyone can stop the Mobley brothers. Yeah, definitely agree with you there. As we now go to the – I believe this is the first time we've gone to the Mountain West Conference today, and it happens on Thursday, late at night, Thursday, obviously. UNLV takes on Boise State. Boise State actually coming off two losses to Nevada. So – uh not the first-place team in the Mountain West anymore. UNLV on the come-up. I believe they're now in fifth. But uh, regardless, right now Utah State and Colorado State leading this conference. Who do you have desperately getting the win to stay with those two teams? I got Boise State getting this win. 
The Mountain West is looking very interesting now. They can either bring in one team or four teams into the tournament. We'll just see how it plays out. Definitely. Uh, I'm very excited to watch how this conference tournament pans out. Uh, last year, if you do recall, Utah State kind of came out of nowhere and uh, got the auto bid. Obviously, San Diego State was a top five team in the nation, so they got a bid as well. But regardless, it should be a very fun game and a very fun conference tournament coming very soon for the Mountain West. I got Boise State getting this desperately needed win to, to stay close to the top two teams right now because they're not one of those two teams right now. Mm-hmm. And rounding out your Thursday night, UCLA versus Washington State. Both teams looking to bounce back. Who do you have uh, getting that conference win? Yeah, I got UCLA. Uh, Washington State uh, started the season off tremendous. Uh, kind of declined since then. Definitely trending down, in my opinion. UCLA, uh, they've been very good and very competitive. Still one of the best teams in the Pac-12, obviously. So for that reason, I'm picking UCLA. I don't think this will be a very close game, but you never know. It's Washington State. They definitely could pull off an upset. But UCLA, definitely more talented. So I'm going to pick them winning this game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick UCLA as well. And that's all for today. Yeah, like you said, that's all for today. Pretty short episode, I'd say, uh, per usual. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just a lot of good stuff going on. And uh, those of you that don't know, the uh, Bubble Watch is now out on, I believe, only ESPN+. Plus. So we'll definitely check that out and maybe give our thoughts uh, within the next week or so. Obviously, Friday's episode probably not the case because the big weekend, per usual. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, just keep in mind, 36 days until March Madness begins. So uh, the, the Bubble Watch is here and the uh, tournament is getting closer and closer each day. Bracketology coming very soon. We got, obviously, some uh, special things in store, obviously, as we move towards March. But uh, all in all, I'm just very excited and stoked. And uh, I, got, I got some new lighting, if you couldn't tell in here. So it looks, it looks pretty good. I'm going to keep it for now. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's all we got for today. So, uh, yeah, you want, you want to say anything else before we go? Yeah, I definitely like your new lighting. My, my lamp is coming real soon. I just ordered it yesterday. Same old background. Hopefully I can get that changed. Yeah, I mean, when in doubt, put up the uh, jersey. Obviously, we got the Justin Turner jersey, and maybe if the, maybe you can put the Sparty poster back up. They finally got a couple more wins. Yeah, two wins. Uh, what a win over Penn State! That was a very tough, tough win. They won by two. I should have put that as my best game. Yeah, indeed. We both could have put that there as well. So who knows? Maybe the poster goes back up. But uh, like you, like all in all, that's all we got for today's episode. Thank you guys for tuning in, and it's always March. It's always March, baby. Thank you guys for tuning in. Follow the Road to Madness podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the RTM underscore podcast. Thank you for listening, and it's always March.